we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. Well, amongst other things, but mostly about in-game. So I think we should get right down to business. All right, you want to start it up? Yeah, man, I, I definitely can, unless you want to start it out. <laughs> or are you going to call me Big Dog again? No, nah, family, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 94th episode of the world's greatest podcast, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. I am your host, Kellen Conley. And with me once again, once again, it's on, as once quoted by the great, the great, by the great Sean Carter and Dwight. Oh, wow. I'm not going to think of his last name. Damn, I can't think of Beans' last name. That's messed up. Um, once again, it's on. Mark is showing Mad Love Robinson is here with me. <laughs> What's up, big What's dog? Up? <laughs> nothing much home skillet <laughs> oh man you know ain't nothing but a thing chicken wing <laughs> oh man How you so doing, man? I- i've been good i've i've uh since i've been to the emergency room for that uh those scalding hot takes that we uh went over last time that are still resonating throughout the neighborhood in the universe and I think we may have had something to do with that fire. Maybe that happened at Notre Dame today. I'm not I'm not going to say anything, but possibly. Oh, wow. I mean, There's it's a hot only, ass take for you. We're going right back into it. It's it's only fitting that you made that you just said that because you definitely had the hottest takes of the night. So I don't know. That Kendrick one still messed me up. Man. I mean, I didn't just I, I didn't say two people should have been murdered. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. Uh, I didn't say they deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't necessarily deserve it, but you know, it's, it ain't no big deal. It ain't no big deal. Uh man, why why you gotta be bringing up old shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like you. Of the, you definitely had the top three hottest takes, so so you know you definitely. Yeah. I, I I thought my takes were rather weak going in, but I was surprised that the ones landed that landed as well as they did. So I was quite quite proud of what I was able to do, even if I felt horrible for saying it at times. Um, so so yeah, man, congratulations! I definitely concede. You know, the uh, takes it's golden. It's only right that. The host of the world's greatest podcast is the first winner of hot ass takes on the on the show. So I accept I accept your defeat. I will not I will not accept it humbly though. I'm going to brag about this for a very long time. Just for one. As you should. As you should. So Marcus, we are eleven days. No, I can't no, eleven days, I can't do math away from What's been 11 years in the making now, isn't it poetic? Avengers Endgame hits theaters on Thursday evening night and officially goes worldwide on Friday, April the 26th. How excited are you for this movie? Well, I 
I already have two tickets on deck, so <laughs> I will be seeing it Thursday night, and I will be seeing it Saturday morning. So nice. I, I want to watch a three-hour movie twice in three days. So um, I'm definitely amped. Uh, 2019 is definitely a year of um, a lot of content. So we're coming up on Endgame, coming up on. So basically, we're going to be ending the OG Avengers. We're going to be ending Game of Thrones. And in December, we're going to be ending um, the latest Star Wars trilogy. So I'm totally nerded out. So I'm <laughs> I'm definitely with the shits this year. So Oh, yeah. So definitely excited. I'm quite excited as well. I'm tempering my expectations right now because if I get too involved... In my feelings right now, I'm just gonna simply explode. I will, I will combust in front of people's eyes. I am so excited about this film, and honestly, I am, I am a little bit disappointed that I watched that trailer that came out not too long ago, and I hope it was full of fake stuff that happened because that last trailer showed a lot of stuff that I was not wanting to see, and hopefully, it was just for the gram, so to speak, just for people's eyes to get them interested and i hope i walk into this movie and i don't see any of that shit other than like certain small things i don't want to see as much as that last trailer showed so I, I was a little disappointed i watched that so that was my bad but i too cannot wait to see this movie it's it's been a it's been a it hasn't been, felt like a long time since we watched uh infinity war um I haven't watched. I like the one Infinity War it was like a background thing a couple of days ago. Oh no no I no no! I don't mean I don't mean like since last time you watched Infinity War. I mean, does it feel like it's been a year already since we watched Infinity War and when we were anticipating that? That's what I'm trying to get at. I know we can watch it whatever you want to. My bad. Oh um, yeah. I mean, I I mean as as many times as I've watched it, like um. I've probably watched it at least um, eight, nine, ten times, maybe something in that range. So um, I definitely remember last year being like super amped to watch it, and so, right. uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely amped for it. I I didn't watch like the last trailer because I heard I heard a lot of people say it probably gives away some things, so. I'm definitely glad I didn't watch a trailer. I am, um, I'm definitely off of watching trailers at least the month before the thing actually comes out. So, um, especially because I feel like in this, like I don't know what happens in a trailer, but I feel like we don't need to tip anything else. Like they could legit just put out a commercial set and game is coming out here. Buy the tickets here. That's all you need to know. Like that's all. I would have been totally fine with that. I didn't need right. more. Yeah, the first two trailers summed up everything perfectly. But um, the the new trailers are overkill. I do really, really hope that we're not seeing actual film footage and it's just kind of like some swerves on the Russos and Marvel's part. So we'll see. But um, I'm hoping to take it in on Thursday night as well. Worst case scenario, it'll be that weekend that I, that I catch, um, catch the in-game fever, so to speak. Ah, but as yeah. as we are known to do, Marcus, whenever one of these things comes around, which is like every three to 
five months, so to speak, we get together to talk about our feelings. Now, we haven't done that for Captain Marvel too much. We decided against the Captain Marvel episode, but since you are such a a great semi-regular co-host and always are willing to come up with the questions for these episodes, we're going to let you take the floor here because we got a lot to cover. Um, not three hours worth. Oh, and by the way, we didn't break our record or our episode record. I thought we would last time, but it's still episode 38, the hip hop um, episode, the best MCs. That's still the longest running hip hop nation episode. So we were close, but I'm going to give you the floor, Marcus, and we're going to take this journey to end game. And then I'd say give it a week or so to settle in with everyone, let you get your multiple viewings in. Let me get my one viewing in. <laughs> if I go twice, I'd love to, but we'll see what happens. And then we'll come back together for an in-game review special, and we may be joined by others depending on schedules. So take it away, big dog. <laughs> big dog from the six talking dog like nate so <laughs> so um i was gonna ask so yeah in town are they not doing like um seat purchases now because hell no san, Ant- san antonio has been spoiled like buying seats for tickets like like this shit is super clutch like um like i don't gotta worry about the shack I, I can legit come in like the second the movie starts, I got to worry about kicking fools out my seat. So, right. Did Morgantown even start selling tickets yet, or are you just going to try to wing it? Nah, man. Like, I could, I'm pretty sure I could buy uh, pre sale tickets and stuff. Um, like, I could go on AMC or uh, on Regal and I could purchase tickets for that night, but everything is first come, first serve still. Now, the mall is supposed to be redoing Carmike Cinemas. So, we'll see what happens with that, whether or not. They do upgrade it to a system where you can actually purchase your seat then. But I'm guessing we're two and a half years away from that being done because they haven't even started as far as I know. So then maybe they'll let you purchase your own uh, seats and everything. But right now, it's it's just old school, baby. Oh, man. So, I mean, the only the only drawback is for this system, like, you def- it's way harder to sneak into movies. Oh, yeah. Especially. Especially like popular movies, so like I don't even remember. I think I snuck like I've been in I've been in Texas for like you know two years, and I think I've only snuck into like one movie out here. Like so, so yeah. Do you remember what the movie was? Um, the funny thing is, I think it was a movie I I had already seen. I just wanted to see it again. I I don't I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> so, so yeah, it wasn't even something new. But um, but yeah. So the reason, well, the reason for the you know the pod is to get into not only Endgame but sort of look at overall sort of the MCU and uh, what our expectations are for Endgame and also. A little bit going forward um, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, yeah, I don't think we needed a pod for Captain Marvel, <laughs> but I definitely wanted to talk about it because it is important overall to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, because you know it was a, it's definitely the prequel um, to you know everything, and so I want to get your quick opinion on it. So, the movie itself, um, did you think the movie was good or bad? Or were you sort of like iffy or indifferent on it? Um, and do you think that it did a good job of 
tying everything together uh, pre-phase one along to the current um, MCU that we're in right now? I have to admit that when I went to go see it, I sat through the whole thing and I felt very not over, not under. I was just whelmed. I know that's not a term, but essentially I, I, I sat through the whole thing. I watched it. And I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. There was nothing. I had nothing against it. But at the same time I watched it, I was like, I, I mean, I, I just didn't get that same immediate feeling that I get from a, normally I get from a Marvel movie. And I thought it was good. I felt like uh, the performances were good. I felt like Brie Larson didn't get a whole lot to do as Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel. Um, or uh, what was it? Or Ver, Veers, Veers, however they called her in the movie, when she was a, thought she was actual Kree warrior. Uh, like, when I, like, when I watched it, it was just like, I love watching the story, and I like all these little, these little, uh, callbacks and where the pieces are fitting in but then when it was all over with and then especially when it got to the end and carol just killed like whooped everybody's ass once she got that inhibitor off it was like damn i mean shit that's it and then of course the flurkin's going to flurkin and uh take out uh fury's eye spoilers <laughs> but uh yeah there are spoilers here if if you hear this and you've heard flirt fury loses his eye because of a flurkin I didn't say exactly what a flirting was, so anything here on there's spoilers. Um, I, Marcus, when I saw it, man, I was just this kind of like it was. I didn't feel like man. It was just it was just fine. It was fine. That's what I'm looking for. Captain Marvel was fine for me. I wish though that I had actually taken the time to go back and see it again, because what I started doing is. Of course, whenever something comes out, I start I, I kind of like just watch little videos and stuff or read articles about these things that I missed or how these things are connected. And honestly, I missed a ton of stuff in that movie the first viewing through. I mean, I had a bunch of wings in my stomach. I may have had some beers. I may have missed out on crucial plot points. Like I got the whole story and everything like that. But after reading, like, some, watching some of the Easter egg videos and then listening to this um, Empire podcast that, like, talked to the directors and then they, uh, there was, like, four uh, different hosts talking about the movie in general and just kind of walking you through everything, I really felt like I missed out. And that for some reason, I, I feel like I kind of slept on the movie even though I watched it. So I really want to watch it again and see if I have that same feeling of it's fine or if it actually was a bigger deal than what I made it at the time. What's um what's something that you miss that you um that they talked about that you miss? Uh there was a, a lot of uh a lot of the stuff with um the uh, what was um Annette Benning's character, Supreme Intelligence. A lot yeah. of the stuff with the with her and then um of course being a Cree warrior who turned on the team and was actually trying to help the scrolls and stuff. Like, obviously I got that in the movie and stuff, but there was a lot of, a lot of that interactions and, and things like that with her, her dealings with uh, Carol, even though it was a very small part of film, I feel like there was a lot of stuff in there that I kind of, I glossed over. There was a lot of stuff that with, um, towards the end of the movie, I missed out when her big um, final fight with, Jude Law's character, I'm drawing blanks on everybody's names, uh, 
Like I feel like there was there was a lot of uh, weight in their conversations that they were having that I was missing out a lot of context about. And, and essentially, it was coming from a perspective of of the man trying to hold the woman down. And I wasn't seeing it like that in the time. It was more like like these two are supposed to fight, and then like she just whoops everybody's ass, and this is it. I was like, uh, oh well. But I, and then like I really wanted to. Um, I really want to watch her and Fury again together because. I enjoyed it in the theaters, like her interactions with uh, Fury and Danvers. I thought they kind of made a, a good on-screen pairing. I'd like to watch them again in action. And then I just want to kind of look around for clues as to um, that are sprinkled throughout the movie of what um, of where uh, Carol came from initially. Because I know there's the obvious ones and stuff. Like, of course, when she meets up with um, Photon and her daughter, Monica Rambo, it's like, oh, you were here before and stuff. They kind of piece it together. But there's apparently a lot of stuff early on in the movie that if you're not paying um, attention enough, then you're going to miss it and not see all these kind of context clues they give you leading into um, the ultimate reveal of of Carol being essentially abducted by the Kree and uh, becoming and them putting this inhibitor chip on her because she of course absorbed the power from the Tesseract. Like there's just, I just feel like there's a, a ton of stuff I missed that I, I just want to rewatch again to see if I feel the same way about it the second time. Uh, yeah, you missed a shitload then. So yeah. <laughs> like, um, you must, you must have been drunk. <laughs> I, I mean, I said I had, I had two, two beers, man, but. I don't know. Like I, I watched the Easter eggs videos and stuff, but I'm like, that happened. When did that happen? How'd I miss that? Oh my God. Like, what the hell was I doing? Like, I know I was awake the whole time, but I, I was, I don't know. I feel like the beer may have dwarfed my experience watching Captain Marvel. Maybe. Um, so I, I, um, one of the first pieces I wrote, actually the first piece that I wrote, um, for this year was actually about Captain Marvel. Oh, um, oh, before you go any further, this episode is sponsored by Mark Rob, the M A R C R O B dot WordPress dot com. Great, fantastic writing by, done by this man, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson. Go check it out. And he's done a couple pieces this year. They're all dope. He has tons of pieces he's done over the years. They're all dope. And he's got more to come whenever inspiration strikes him. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no problem. But um, so yeah, I wrote about this movie and I compared it to a crispy white tea on the Fourth of July with a barbecue stain on it. So, yes, you did. <laughs> like, um, I think that there, I think that there were a lot of things that the movie wanted to accomplish, and they tried to serve too many masters. And I think overall, the movie was very average. Um, I don't think it was a bad movie, but I don't think it's necessarily um, in the leading of the movies. Like, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, if you ask me, even just sort of the decent Marvel movies, like, I would still pick, like, basically every Thor movie, every, um, I'll pick it over, I'll pick a lot of movies over this one. Um, I think that there was things, like, because you were saying how, at the end, where basically um, Jude Law's character, he was basically sort of down talking Danvers. Just John Rogg. John Rogg is um, But I feel like there were even parts of that where Marvel didn't actually go hard enough. So there's like a there's a point at the end of the movie, like right before she actually, 
you know, fully harnesses her power where she's talking to the Supreme Intelligence. And in the scene, um, the Supreme Intelligence is basically belittling Danvers. And her breaking point was when the Supreme Intelligence said, oh, you're just a human. Right. And the thing is, like, that's sort of a cop out for what the movie was trying to represent. Because, like, throughout the movie, you basically have, like, you see different montages of Danvers being talked down to and being underestimated uh, because she's a woman. But in this case, like, the thing that put her over the top wasn't more disrespect about her being a woman, but just about her being human, which is, it's a cheat. Like, it's like, like, that wouldn't have been a reason to push anyone over the edge or anything, honestly. Like, if you're, like, someone... Who, I mean, if like if you're someone that's black and you've been like, you know, called the N-word, like you've been discriminated against, like you've been whatever, like someone calling you a human being is not an insult. <laughs> like that's an upgrade. <laughs> like, like, like you so human like, being? Exactly. Like, so if I'm a woman and I'm like, you know, constantly disrespected for my womanhood, I'm constantly judged, you know, for my sexual choices, you know. I can't I can't drive a golf car because I'm just a girl. Like I can't, you know, be in the armed forces just because I'm a girl. Like someone calling me a human being, like that's not an insult. And so I feel like that Marvel, like they they definitely wanted to push the image of female empowerment. And I do think there are a lot of scenes that actually do have that, but I think like when they really could have pushed all the chips into the table and like really committed to like, you know we don't need to have sexism in this sort of way. They kind of like, you know, botched a free throw. Yeah. And so I, I was just reading enthusiastically with you. Go ahead. I'm my bad. <laughs> so, yeah, so they blew that one. Um, and I think as a, I think as a nostalgia movie, I think it was a little bit cheesy. Um, I think they basically took every sort of trope about a nineties movie and just sort of, I feel like they Googled what was popping in the 90s, Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana, no doubt. Okay, we'll, we'll put it in there somehow. Um, so so I think that... Um, I think that there were some things that they did well. Like, I think the action was fine. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Samuel Jackson and Danvers together was a really good pairing. But I do think you're right. I do think that they didn't really give Danvers very much. And a lot of the heavy lifting was done by Sam Jack, which, I mean, in this case, I mean, he's an accomplished actor. So, I mean, he's been acting, you know, since, you know, he's, he, um, he went to Howard, I think, and he's basically been acting since the 70s. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want someone to carry a movie, it's, it's Samuel L. Jackson in this case. Um, so I think they're, I think the Cree storyline, the way they pulled it off, I think that was, I think that was fine too, but um, I think they just kind of, I think they kind of spread themselves too thin about what they wanted to do, and what they basically allowed themselves to do. Um, now I do think it was, I think they did do a good job of actually bridging everything, um, pre, um, pre, uh, phase one until now. Right. Yeah. Um, pre Iron Man. Yeah, I think the inclusion of the um. Tesseract and how the Avengers was started. Like, I think that was actually handled uh, fairly well. You didn't uh, think it was corny or anything that he would name the Avengers initiative after her old, old code name or anything like that? Because I've heard uh, rumors of that 
like oh he got his name he picked avengers because that was her code name and then people like get the fuck out of here like what's the big deal (laughs) i mean no like i mean i was like that i feel like that's i don't think that's corny at all like i mean what um no i don't think that's corny i can't even see the logic behind that i mean this is like if you look at it like this is a story where this is him being first introduced to aliens and superpowers and like right. this whole mystic world or whatever so for him to be influenced by this woman and then that's basically going to start his path as nick fury as like the nick fury that we know like t- to not be influenced by that would be really strange and so so yeah like i i don't think it was corny at all i, I thought that was of all the things in the movie that i did think were corny i didn't think that was one of them okay yeah um it they definitely shied away from it being about she's a woman and she can't do things because i think they were trying to get that message across like you said with some of the music especially that just a girl in that final fight montage and everything they hit that no doubt and it's like yeah she's kicking ass but at the same time the whole movie she wasn't acting like just a girl she was acting like I don't know. Like, I just wanted some kind of conflict. Like, I, like if this is going to be your first tentpole, we're putting a, a female superhero movie out in our MC universe. I think it's important for it to be, especially if you have a, a strong character like Carol Danvers. I think it's important for somebody to literally look her in the face, be like, "You can't do this because you're a woman." And they just would not push that button. And it, it, it's kind of insane to me that they wouldn't take that risk with all the other risks that they've taken. I mean, they didn't exactly have anybody in Black Panther roll up to T'Challa to and be like, hey, you don't look like me. What are you doing here? You know? <laughs> but at the same time, when they're not in Wakanda, which is most of the movie, for, but even when they're chasing uh, Claw and they're in uh, they're in to- Tokyo, I believe. Um, could have been Japan. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But wherever they're at chasing Claw, sure. like, you, thank you. Um, they're looking around and stuff and, like, people are looking at them like, Okay, whether they like obviously they're an illegal gambling spot, but still people are looking at them different. I mean, you had these two um, picturesque black women, and then you have this regal-looking dude coming in to this gambling spot. It just didn't look like it fit them. Like you felt the tension in different parts of the movie that it wasn't just about good versus bad. It was us versus them, and there was never a moment in Captain Marvel where it felt like it's women versus these even if they are alien men trying to hold us down, they were like trying to imply it, but they just didn't come out right and say it. And that really bugged me because I feel like Brie Larson does have some acting chops. I mean, she has an Oscar in her repertoire and I feel like she could have done more with the script, but I feel like most of the time she was literally playing off someone else. And I don't know if it had to do with the directors or the script, but ultimately I feel like they kind of wasted her and she's not as well built in her first movie as other characters have been in the MCU. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies night or whatever. It's like wrestling or whatever. It's like parenting or whatever. It's like anime or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people coming around doing what we do best 
oh, whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow. Or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. Do you think she's a good actress? I I think she is. I've seen her in some, in some different stuff. I didn't watch the movie she won uh, the Oscar for. I, haven't, I never saw The Room. But, I mean, I saw her in some comedy stuff when she was younger. But there's been some other uh, recent films over the years. And I'm not going to Google them right now that I've seen her in, though. And I thought that she had done a really good job. And I didn't think it was... And I, I thought that she handled the role that she was given pretty well. So I do think she has some chops to her. Okay. Um, <laughs> because, well, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I can't I, imagine Brie Larson being high on your watch list though. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty big into cinema. So That's true. you are, I'm, you are. Did you see the room or anything? No, I didn't. Or Room. It's just Room because I think The Room is that Tommy Wiseau movie that they made the um, disaster artist based off of. And we don't talk about Franco or Tommy Wiseau on this podcast. So, just The Room. (laughs) So, so yeah, she won like um, Academy Award for Best Actress in it. But, um, no, I'm, I mean, I'm a big. $30 $30 million drama kind of guy, but I, I never saw that movie. Um, I I think this is probably the only movie I really saw her in. I don't even remember her in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, honestly. Um, I don't think that she's necessarily a... Well, I mean, going by this, and like I said, like she... I don't know. I, I feel like she didn't really have much of a personality in this movie, so... Right. Um, so... I guess judging by this one movie, say she's a good or a bad actress, I guess it's probably unfair to her. Um, and, and I guess I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, but, um, where you start so, saying yeah, a woman like, can't act or something like that. <laughs> this is uh, a woman's fault. It's because they put a woman in the league. Go ahead and say it, Marcus. You know you want to. I mean, hell, if they would have pulled up Peter Mongo as Captain Marvel, the movie would have been 10 times better, but that's another story. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, right. um, but no, so like, so like, cause a part of the piece that I wrote, it was comparing this movie to what it wanted to do in the Nike commercial that came out um, a little while ago about, it's called Dream Crazier. And it's like this montage of like female athletes who've been, you know, chastised for being, having emotion, you know, crying, like showing, you know, you know, real sort of passion on the court. And mm-hmm. like Nike's Nike's directly telling you, look, these men out here fucking up. Like we need to be strong because we're women and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to play less than just because a man tells us to. And I think that type of messaging is really strong. And, but for this movie, like they just didn't go that far. And, you know, we, we are not women and, you know, I'm pretty sure that there are definitely women and young girls who watch this movie who are definitely inspired. And so I'm not going to cheapen their experience just because I didn't think it met my expectations or whatever. So I'm definitely not going to say that. But I, I just think that there were some areas that could improve. And I think that mm-hmm. if there was if there was areas that, you know, if I was a you know woman and, you know, I sort of... I think there are things to take away from it, but I think that I still would be sort of disappointed that they really didn't get to like, you know, men are fucking up. <laughs> so. Right. That they, they didn't really get to that line. And I, I don't, I don't know. Like we're, we're talking about it and I do still want to rewatch it, but 
I think ultimately, even in my rewatch, I think what ultimately failed Captain Marvel as a whole is is between the script and these two directors is really what were hurt it the most. So um, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. I'm hoping I get to somehow find a way to squeeze it in here before I go see Endgame next week. But I, I just I just feel like that that might be the problem right there that they they just dropped the ball because they wouldn't push that push that envelope that your woman hear me roar you know and that's something that Captain Marvel really could that was sorely missed in the whole film for me. Yeah, so just last word on that. Yeah, I mean, because even like Wonder Woman, you know, they definitely were on the men are fucking up tour. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, it is. It is an. an it is interesting to see how, you know, because even if you look at Black Panther, of the women in Black Panther, they just had strength. And I think they wanted to do that sort of thing in this movie. But Black Panther, like, they're a part of their story. It wasn't about the oppressor. It was really more about their actual strength. But Captain Marvel was about her strength and the oppressor. So you can't really have a movie where you're basically giving the oppressor a scapegoat. And so with Okoye and Lupita, like they were just kicking ass and like, it was super, super impressive, but they're a part of their journey. It wasn't about uh, T'Challa or um, Killmonger saying like, nah, y'all bitches chill out. It was like, like, that wasn't a part of their journey. And if it was like, I'm pretty sure, you know, Ryan Coogler would have been thoughtful to really include that. But in this movie, the directors, I do think that they failed in that. And, and yeah, they, they really could have did a... I know, I know there's going to be another movie, and but I don't think they're going to get another chance to sort of do that again. So I'm not really sure where they can really go with Captain Marvel instead of just being basically the strongest human being ever. So Right, because she, she's up there. She's Thor class and maybe even... Hulk class. I mean, if we're talking about MCU uh, power levels and things like that, I mean, not like excluding Thanos, obviously. We're just talking about heroes. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just basically her and Thanos, I mean, her and Thor, because I mean, she's actually the only human to, to wield the power of an infinity, infinity stone. Um, yeah. You know, Thor, def- Thor doesn't, definitely doesn't have, well, um, Hulk doesn't have that. And, um, I mean, no one else really does, honestly. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I think basically, you know, all right, let's take that idea of how, mm-hmm. you know, we are getting to the point where the OG Avengers are probably not going to make it. And we have to look at basically what Marvel's going to do next. Yeah. So, are you ready for life without the OG Avengers? And I mean, Hulk, a Hawkeye. Uh, Captain Mar- uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, um, uh, fucking Black Widow, and did I get everyone? Did I get? Everyone? I thought I got everyone. Uh, yeah, you got you got the the big five there. Um, yeah. Man, um, I, I've I've talked about this on the pod a long, long time ago about whether or not. Once Marvel started turning that corner and really started leaning on new stars to carry these films, whether or not I, I could continue with them. And I, I still worry about it. I'm still 100% interested 
in everything MCU is doing, everything Marvel Films is doing, there's Marvel Studios, there's nothing going that makes me worry about the future of the product um, where it's like, if these guys aren't here, I'm out. Um, It's very important for them how they transition this though, because we, I'm, I'm thinking like I heard Hemsworth is down to do more Thor. I haven't checked contracts. I haven't looked into it too much. I heard, I heard Hemsworth, um, is down to return. I don't know if they go that route ultimately to bring him back. I don't know about Ruffalo. Every time Ruffalo's in a movie, I feel like he ages five years. So soon he's going to be like a silver fox hawk, unless you're dying his hair, and that kind of bugs me. Um, so I, I, I am ready for it. I just worry that without having strong tent poles, that it's ultimately going to hurt the future of Marvel Studios and MCU as a whole. Um, I mean, that's a genuine concern. I mean, I mean, I definitely think, um, I definitely think Chris Evans is definitely chucking the deuce. Oh, um, oh yes, I know because he said like he like cried three times watching um, Endgame or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's like a, a smoke screen. Or Ruse, he's trying to pull over his butt. I think he's definitely out the game. Um, I know we. Anybody doesn't come back, it's probably him for sure. Yeah, um, I think even having. um, I think the funny thing is, I think, uh, uh, man, even seeing Tony Stark in like a ancillary role, like a father figure for Peter going forward, like that'd be really cool. Um, But. I don't know, man. Like I, I think, I think once Chris Evans leaves and we get like, um, if we get Bucky Barnes to be the new Captain America, like I, I don't think it's gonna be as good. Um, I think if we somehow if Tony doesn't live, I, I don't know. Like, oh man, I, uh, I know, I know, man. Like these are these characters have been a part of our lives for so long. And I told you, and I've said this on multiple pods that after I watched infinity war, I was shook. Like I know how these comics go. I knew it was going to be bad for our heroes, but by the end of that movie, and this is one watch through in the theater, I, I was devastated because it's, it's like, it's like, okay, think about how empire ends on a, on a down note. And it's like, man, Luke lost his hand, and um, all these bad things are happening to us. They took Han. You know, we're down and out. How are we going to fight the Emperor? Like, it's a real down note, and everybody, like, praises Empire. It's like, oh, it's such a good film because everything bad happens to the heroes everything, and they got to come back from adversity and stuff like that. This is way worse, devastation-wise, for than it is, like, um, Infinity War was than Empire was because... They lost Thanos. They couldn't stop him. Wait, they did stop him. And then Thanos had the nerve to reverse Tom, bring back the other stone he needed. And then when Thor came down, he didn't hit he didn't hit him in the head. He hit him in the shoulder. And then Thanos had the nerve, the nerve to look at Thor and be like, you should aim for the head. And then everything just starts vanishing, you know? And it's just such a moment to watch all these people fade away. 
And I was upset about T'Challa. I felt bad for Peter. I feel like they played it up a little bit more with the whole, Mr. Stark, I don't feel good. Like, I I get it. I get what they're going for emotionally. It worked in the theater. I felt more emotion when Tony got stabbed by Thanos personally, um, because I thought that was it for Tony. But these characters are such cornerstone pieces. It's going to be hard to replace them. And we don't even know if they're going to be replaced as, like, they're going to bring in new Captain Mar- um, America because Disney Plus already announced that they're doing a Falcon and Winter Soldier series. So if they're doing that on Disney Plus with the original actors, how are they? I mean, obviously they could transition that into one of them becoming Captain America down the road. But I mean, that's that just makes your plans go longer if that's ultimately the plan. So I I have genuine concerns, man, because I love Spider-Man and I like um what's his face um tom hammond as spider-man but i in my opinion severely affected by spider-verse right now too but i worry that he's not a type of character who who can be a tentpole avenger like they're not just going to slap him in avengers after this and be like all right spider-man and ant-man and all these people are going to be taken over and this is leading the charge of phase what the phase five at this point um it just doesn't feel like it's there yet. So there, there has to be something's got to give in order for this to work. And like, I know that we're going to go through a rough time in this movie. Like, it's not going to be all sunshine and roses, and not everybody's going to come back. So, I feel you on that. God, I don't know what the hell's going to happen, and that's movie wise and future wise. You know? Yeah, man. Um... Because, uh, well, I think that actually ties in more. It's like a future question I was going to ask because I think that I think it is going to be super hard to replace it, these big ass characters. Because even if you think of even just beyond their their um, ability to be actors like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth um, and Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. like. Even if you look at just their ability to be actors, they all had ability to carry all solo trilogies. So the right. Iron Man trilogy, the Thor trilogy, and the Captain America trilogy, like those are all like they all had impressive at least one of the top five MCU movies are all coming from their individual stories. That's and so so it's going to be real hard to actually find new characters that are really going to supplant that. Like, I mean, because Black Panther, you know, he has the one, and Tom Holland with the Spider Man, he has the one too. But um, if we get, if somehow we get uh, um, Bucky as Captain, like, do you think he can really carry a solo movie? Because, I mean, if if he does, it's going to be it's going to have to be like a Mission Impossible type movie where. We're just going all for the stunts, and that's that's basically right. it. Like, we're not going to give you any real depth. Uh, we're going to go mostly for the stunts. Um, so, I mean, even in like the Captain Marvel, like, I mean, if she basically comes into a place store, or I, I heard like they may even have like a sheath or whatever. Um, you know, what's what's that trilogy going to look like? Um, and and it's hard to do a She-Thor thing because it's like, okay, how do you not just remake the, I mean, obviously not storyline-wise, but you still got to do another origin story for her. And we already seen Thor's origin. How are you going to bring in, 
if it is who it is uh, who it is in the comics, how's Jane Foster suddenly going to be Thor? And then you're going to tell us the Thor story again and expect us to take that from Marvel Studios when it's not a full reboot? Like, I just don't see how people respond to that. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of why I asked, like, well, one of the questions I wanted to get into was actually looking at DC because if we look at what DC is doing right now, so basically what DC is trying to do is they're trying to go the opposite of what Marvel is doing. So Marvel basically spent this decade building this anthology mm-hmm. where it looks like DC now was basically like, look, we we may come together for the Justice League movies, but we'll just do like individual movies up until then. And which kind of makes sense because, I mean, that's how comic books are typically made. Like you can have these independent artists and writers doing these real independent stories, but at least like, I guess in some way tying into the overall universe of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have, um, you had um, Aquaman and you're going to have Shazam. And at the end of the year, you're going to have Joker. And none of these movies seemingly tie together with anything <laughs> that DC is trying to do like collectively. Right. Cause, even, Cause they're going to do the Harley Quinn movie, which the only reason they're doing that is because um, the actress is a good actress. So, like, that's the only reason they're going to do it. Um, what's her name that was Holly Quinn? Um, that was, Margot uh, Robbie. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they like, fucked up and got the wrong actress for that, like, they wouldn't be doing, like, a solo Harley Quinn movie, to be honest. But, I mean, but they're still doing it anyway. So, do you think that... I think that actually may be better suited in this case where they're basically going to make these, like, ancillary movies, and then maybe they'll do, like, the one... Avengers four movie where they just tied together, but um, but they're not really going to make it this one sort of like appointment viewing, because I think it is pretty spectacular that Marvel basically said, look, if you want to be up, you have to watch every single movie, like you have to watch Ant Man and the Wasp to know you know about the um the quantum realm, like you have to right. see this extra cut at the end of X movie to to be caught up what's going on in the next movie. Because it looks like DC's not doing that. And if we don't think that there's going to be a good set of Avengers, not necessarily a good set, but like a real strong set of Avengers in the next phase, do you think that they should do more with just standalone stories like DC is doing? Or do you think they really should continue with going like the, like making everything a part of this one big ass um, anthology and linear story? I actually kind of think, now that you mention it, I think Marvel could benefit from having more standalone stories, especially um, starting out with the new phase, um, with the new turn of heroes and everything like that. Because if they try to go super connected and everything at first, I feel like it might alienate people, essentially. And I, I think people are going to, especially after... Infinity War and after Endgame, people are going to be burned out on all this stuff. Like they've already been living this saga for 11 years, but we've been living the Infinity War Endgame saga for, let's just say, since Ragnarok. Um, Because that's when the ship first descended down on uh, everybody uh, who was leaving uh, Asgard. Um, So this has been a long time coming. So the, the beautiful thing about the early Marvel films is they did take the time to connect them. 
but at the same time, they were their own stories, and then they just slowly kind of pieced things together. I mean, obviously, by the time we got to um, what was the movie before Avengers? Uh, before the actual Avengers movie came out, that was that Thor? Did Thor come out before Avengers? Or am I? No, they did Dark World before then because Loki wasn't. I don't remember. I'm talking out of my head. Uh, essentially, I just remember that there was Iron Man, there was for, uh, first Avenger, the first Thor movie. And you came back with Iron Man. Iron Man 2 came out before those. And then they were just kind of each individual stories telling these people's, um, telling these superheroes tales and things. But then they were also kind of piecing things together. But those early films weren't heavily connected to the point where it's like you had to watch everything. Now, in the grand scheme of things, people are like, I have to see every MCU movie to see how it all comes together. It was a brilliant, beautiful idea that they happened to pull off. But the good thing was they had started in a way that if it didn't work one way and then let's say nobody fucked with Captain America, nobody liked it and it just bombed and they only had Tony and it's like, okay, we still have Iron Man here. What can we go from Iron Man stories to continue this universe? They could have cut their losses and that's something they're going to have to do going forward too, where they're going to have to take a chance on building these individual mythologies and then kind of building to the, grand reopening of everything coming together the only problem with that though is avengers are already in place so unless the avengers are completely disbanded by the end the end game and heaven forbid fury dies and like essentially the avengers dream dies with him like then how can you get to that starting point of having a blank slate where you can kind of have things happen naturally again without it all being within the shield avengers confines you know yeah um yeah that makes sense and even going back to were saying like how they were they basically had these movies before even uh avengers they had five movies before the og avengers came out they have both first iron man movies the credible mm-hmm. hulk movie the thor movie and the captain america movie okay so but again like that's still four years from Iron Man 1 until the Avengers, um, the OG Avengers, which right. came out in 2012. 2012. And so in Phase 2, um, which they have Iron Man 3, Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians, Ultron, and Ant-Man, like, I mean, that's still pretty big world building, but the bulk of the actual building is in Phase 3, which is uh, Civil War, Strange, Guardians 2, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, um, Ant-Man and Wasp, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, and then this end game is coming up. Like, like so in those three years, like between 2016 with Civil War and then now, like that's basically a bulk of, you know, the storyline for Endgame. And so mm-hmm. you it, it starts with, you know, the beef between, um, you know, Tony and uh, Tony and Captain, and then you bring in Strange, and then you bring in the new Spider-Man introduction, and then you wrap up Thor Ragnarok, and you introduce Black Panther, and you know it's they do a lot of world building in just those like short years that they weren't really doing in the beginning. So I do think that you're right. I do think that it really should start small, and they really should sort of you know build these build this out a little bit before. They actually decide on like these are going to be our Avengers. Let's make these stories. are going to connect everything together, and you know to see where we go from here. Because 
it's going to be super hard to replace Robert Downey and the, and the Chris's. Yeah, I agree. Um, one other thing that going back to the Captain Marvel for a second, I meant to say this earlier. Um, and going into what I said about there being a vent, a vent fatigue essentially with these movies, I think Captain Marvel got a lot of blowback from people just kind of being exhausted a little bit because Ant Man and Wasp came out shortly after Infinity War, but it's also like, oh, it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we everybody saw the first Ant-Man. Well, you didn't, but eventually you did. But they saw the first Ant-Man. They're like, oh, man, this is a fun superhero romp, but it's light. Like, it's an easy, digestible thing. And it worked. And that Ant-Man and Wasp worked in that same way, even though the snapping had just happened in Infinity War. It was a very light and fun movie up until that end credit scene. And then when you get to Captain Marvel, I know it's March of 2019 and Infinity War was April of last year. But for her to be the first serious movie to come right after Infinity War, it was a lot to take on. And I feel like I feel like a lot of us were fatigued. And like for any other superhero movie to be in that position, I feel like they would have gotten kind of the same response that Captain Marvel may have gotten, too. That's just me speculating. That's just something I wanted to throw out there. That the fatigue is setting in a little bit. You know what it was? I don't think it was fatigue. I think it was they advertised it for too long. Like, cause yeah, because because like people had known about Captain Marvel, so it came out in March. Like people were they were advertising for that like um shit like the end of last year like. I remember, like, wasn't, like, the advertising during, like, football season and stuff? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, like, definitely by week 12, we were seeing uh, Captain Marvel ving- vignettes. And this is uh, brought to you by Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel coming in theaters in March of 2019. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, they were charging it up for forever, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean... There is, it's like sort of like, um, <laughs> it's like sort of like a rapper. Like, if a rapper's hot and they got a hot single, just put the fucking album out. Like, don't, mm-hmm. like, like, don't wait till the wave is gone. Like, Jay Electronica. Know, yeah. Like, they really should have put it out, like, when the shit, well, either they should have put it out, like, when they first started advertising or just not, like, start advertising it that soon because it wasn't a movie that necessarily needed you know, that big of attention. Like, well, not that big of attention, but, like, that big of promotion because people were going to know about this shit, you know, forever ago. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, man, I think that, um... So the first trailer came out six months ago, which was November. Like, yeah. so they basically waited, what, uh... Was that the old lady punching trailer? Yeah. Like... That's that's just way too long to like to to have like a from November to March like that just feels like forever like yeah I they I think they dropped the ball with the advertising for it and because I mean I like we known for so long about this movie that when it came out like I don't think anyone was excited for it honestly like I think people were ready for it um, but. I didn't know really people that were very excited when it came out. And so now maybe that could be a symptom of men being trash. <laughs> I had a lot to do with that, yes. <laughs> so I can concede that a portion of it, even though it was advertised so long ago that men are just trash, 
Um, but I, I mean, I didn't know women that, you know, they weren't necessarily amped that it was coming out. They wanted to see it, but the excitement of the actual original trailers were like, you know, that shit kind of passed. And so, because the thing is, like, it, it passed for so long that people just were, were just waiting for Endgame. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, because it's like, you know, it came, like, we, we know it's coming out in November. Um, you know, it should it maybe should have came out for Christmas. Maybe I would have made a better, better move. But um, we're waiting for it to come out. And then we're looking at the calendars. 2019. Oh, and two more months. The movie, <laughs> the movie that well, not even two more months. One more month. The movie that we all want to see is coming out. So, yes. so yeah, yeah. I think they they didn't do themselves any favors by advertising like that early in the process. And I kind of feel that way. No, I don't even kind of. Honestly, hand to God, Marcus. I am not excited about Spider-Man: Far From Home right now. Like. I could care less. Yeah, right now. like, like I don't know anyone who's really looking into the future. Like, I I know this podcast is trying to do that, but I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm like thinking of like what's Doctor Strange gonna look like. I can't imagine it. I'm trying to think about what Black Panther two's gonna look like. I can't really imagine it. Even for Spider Man, like you know, um, the the new one is coming out. Like, I'm thinking they're running like play fakes like <laughs> like the movie is based like the, the trailer from I remember is set in the post you know post snap era right it <laughs> sounds like a rap era <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, set, it's, it's set in the Fable D4L era and go. so and so we're trying to make him believe that the population still have gone I'm thinking like you know how can we even really like why would he even really have a trailer for when we don't even know if we're still going to be the pre crime mob the pre them franchise boy era of the snap I was era so mad when they announced it and they dropped that trailer man because it's like like fuck just let it like i've i've said this before too y'all could have just dropped it the week freaking after the week after Endgame, drop the Far From Home trailer. That makes more sense because then the final answer is already out there. But by uh, doing this, you almost kind of, unless they're really, really going with the fake trailers thing, and who like obviously it'd be too much to film to fake all that. But it's just like, all right, Spider Man's the fives. Like I, I hate that Spider Man's the one put in this position to get a sequel already. Like. You could have lined up anybody else, and I've been perfectly fine with it. Like, hell, give me another Ant-Man movie before I got to go watch a Spider-Man movie. And, and the other thing that hurts Far From Home is the fact that fucking Spider-Verse is so incredible. And more and more people are discovering it every single day. And they're going to walk into Far From Home markets and be disappointed because freaking Spider-Verse is the perfect Spider-Man film. And then they're going to go watch Far From Home and they're going to watch it, and it's going to be post-endgame, and then everybody's going to have a little of that fatigue I keep talking about, and it's just not going to land, and then people's going to be walking out as far from home and be like, that was okay, and it's, it's not going to land right. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, th- it's obviously going to go and make money. It'll make money hand over fist, but it, it just, I feel like this could be, I, I kind of feel like Marvel's shooting themselves in the foot, and I don't know if it's Disney or if it's them, but it's like you're you're giving away giving away the secrets before they need to be revealed. 
I mean, it's probably both. I mean, if you think about it, like, there's no way that um, they really could have telegraphed how Spider-Verse was going to turn out. Like, there's no way they really, really known that, like, you know, this movie that's not about Peter Parker is probably going to be way better about Peter Parker than, than right. what we're going to put out, right? So, you know, that's that's not really there to blame. Um, that just speaks to the excellence of Spider-Verse. But what is in control with Marvel can and can do is, like you were saying earlier about the new trailer, how it was giving too much away. Like, Spider-Man didn't need a, a trailer at all. Like, they no. literally did not need a trailer at all. Like, they really could have just did, like, the the logo a tease, and then that's it. But Disney's like they, not having that shit. They won't allow it. Disney's like, you gotta put out a trailer. Hold up. Hey yo, what up? Miles of Medez Prowl here, host of the I Black Man Podcast, member of the Hyphen Podcast Network, and now host of a podcast called Fresh. Now, a simple man. I like subs to dubs, manga to anime. Now, the way I feel is, it doesn't matter what the press says, doesn't matter what the politician, hell, even the feminists say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is whack is dope. This podcast was founded on one principle above all, the requirement that we stand up for what we believe in, no matter the consequences or the odds. When the internet, when the press and the whole world tells you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree between the rivers of continuity and canon, look them square in the face and you tell them, no, you move. Podcast called Fresh, Coming to you guys, Hype Podcast Network. Check it out. Coming soon. Which I mean, it's just it's just nonsensical at this point. I mean, like, because like I said, like no one knows like if this error, like if it if they're really going to be you know half the population or if it's going to be like uh, I don't know. Like it's it's it, even if it's a play fake, it's like a play fake. It's like a, it's like a reverse end around in the second quarter with like eight minutes to go. It's like, yes. like yeah. you don't, it's like you stupid. don't, yeah, like you don't need to run this play. Like you have a lot of other plays. That's like if they dropped the a Black Panther trailer right now. Like this nigga's technically dead. Like, like exactly. Like, come on, like we don't need this. Like or a Guardians trailer. Half the Guardians are dead. And you're going, yeah. you're going to show me Groot and Drax hanging out again? Yeah. So, so yeah, man. It's just kind of, it's like I said, some of it is they're doing in this case. It, it definitely is. Um, but yeah, man. I think that I don't know. I mean, shit. Maybe, maybe they have dropped so many movies that they're fatigued. Like they, like it's a hell <laughs> like of a they, run, man. Like they just need some sleep for themselves, and then get back on track themselves. So, oh man, maybe so, man. So yeah, and so I don't, um, I can't call it. <laughs> I cannot call it. Um, but I kind of do think that going back a little bit to the question, like I do think that, um, I, I do agree with you. I do think they should really start out with standalone shit, and then at least trying to. I mean, because we're going to, when Endgame is off and the new Spider-Man trailer, um, well, the, I'm sorry, the new Spider-Man movie, 
Like that's going to be the official start of phase four. I mean, if anything, I would say after Spider-Man, then you, you do the the new Black Panther and then the new Strange and then, um, I mean, shit, because I think they're, I mean, they're, they're going to try to incorporate X-Men apparently. So, you know, try to get I'm not even s- ready for that shit because they, they still got to put out this Dark Phoenix movie that nobody wants to see. I know. I think that I think Dark Phoenix is going to be bad. Like I don't think it's going to be a good movie. Like they're already telegraphing it. Like it's going to be Civil War. So, right. <laughs> so like it, it looks very unoriginal and very unappealing. Um, which is really funny because Michael Fassbender is a good actor. Like the dude that plays um Xavier, like he's a good actor. Oh yeah, um, James McAvoy. Yeah, I just think they went like super serious and then even the X-Men horror movie that's supposed to come out um who the fuck even knows and like that's supposed to be a thing um right so so yeah I don't know what they're gonna do with these new properties when they come into the universe yeah it's gonna be a real interesting time especially once Disney Plus launches because yeah it's it's going to shake things up and not in a a wrestling kind of way like it's happening on Raw like I was telling you about earlier. So I don't know, man. Let's let's uh let's move on because we're just sitting here being like we're pointing out all these flaws. We're supposed to be celebrating this great movie that we're about to watch next week. Well hold on. I mean it's well, we're not gonna just dick suck just because like we're gonna tell you like no you need to you need to trim these hairs you need to get that together you need to freshen up a bit we're not just gonna dick suck you know without getting out the flaws you know I'm calling this want- episode we're not just gonna dick suck just because uh, I mean if you want that on your <laughs> on the graphic for <laughs> the episode <laughs> we're not just gonna dick suck just because who the fuck exactly. you think we are we need that you know, Brazilian wax, we need it fresh, you know, we need it so fresh and clean, clean exactly, so we need it, you know, very uh, we need it very, you know, sweet smelling (laughs) we need need everything proper like, you know, I didn't think you were going to keep going so, okay (laughs) yeah man man. we're we're not going to take it like, yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Damn, big dog. You just laid it all out for him. I know, man. But <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's important to really have sort of I think it is important to think about, you know, what these movies mean, but to really sort of think about, you know, where they can actually go. Um, because even you're talking about even the fatigue, like, I mean, I do think while I think that Captain Marvel I think overall Marvel didn't really suffer from that. I think overall people kind of do have that because, I mean, with the creation of these, like, you know, billion-dollar budget films, like, the $30 million drama, like, those shits are dead. Like, yeah. like the best the best drama movies are virtually independent. Um, mm-hmm. Like, a movie like Moonlight or If Bill Street Could Talk, like, or, like, Phantom Thread, like, these movies are... They're basically like independent films that, you know, these great actors and great directors and great writers are really contributing to. But, um, you know, they're definitely not going to rake in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, because um, even like Moonlight, which is a movie that was, you know, virtually accepted in, 
you know, every space. Like, I don't think that movie made more than $50 million in a movie theater. Well, there's no I'm gonna, way. I'm going to look it up right now. So it came out in 2016. Um, let me see. Oh, I don't know. Like, oh, so in America, well, in the, in the, in America, they didn't even clear $30 million. Right. So. Because they barely had a nationwide release. Yeah. So worldwide, they, they collected six, 60, 65 million. But, but again, like even in America, like they couldn't even clear 30 itself. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie, you know, best picture definitely deserve. It launched Marshall Ali's career. Um, the director Barry Jenkins, you know, that set his career off. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's a movie that 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 is a quintessential, you know, low budget drama. It only took four million dollars to make, and it was one of the best movies, you know, I've seen in you know decades or whatever. Um, movies like this, they just aren't really. I mean, they're they're kind of a thing. Like they, you know, they if you're really into sort of cinema and acting and all that stuff, like you can find them. But at the same time, like movies like, um, you know, Captain Marvel and Shazam, like they're gonna get greenlit, you know, before a movie like this gets greenlit. all day long. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've listened to many podcasts, like even over the past eighteen months. Um, some of the ringers come to mind where um they'll be talking about movies and stuff and then like they'll bring up a superhero movie and they're just like, ugh, superhero movies. Like I hate superhero movies, they're ruining seminar seminar, they're ruining cinema and everything like that. And I I I don't agree, obviously, because I'm a fan of these movies, but I can kind of see where they're coming from as far as an artistic perspective. Yeah, I mean, from artistic perspective, like, I mean, that's, I mean, that is, you know, the, that's the thing that's making the money. So the top 10 movies this year are are grossing so far this year are basically like action movies like Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel, they've grossed over a billion. That's number one. Um, Mm -hmm. Shazam is already number seven. Um, that, that battle angel movie, that's number four, that grossed over 400 million glass, uh, gross over a quarter billion. Um, I gotta see or I gotta see glass. I've heard it wasn't as satisfying ending to that whole thing, but I gotta watch it for myself. Um, yeah, you have fun with that. Um, (laughs) did you watch any of that at all? Or are you just like, nah, bro? Um, the only one I ever watched was um, Unbreakable. Uh, Unbreakable. That was it. Um, I I didn't watch the Split movie because I was I was kind of told that like it was um uh, a bit sort of tasteless as far as like how it dealt with split personality disorder. So I kind of I kind of like just didn't you know give it a watch or whatever. Gotcha. I'm looking at these grosses and. The top grossing movie is 2019. Guess what number two is? Did you already say this? Um, no. Are you looking at for the the planet Earth or just like America? Uh, I'm thinking planet Earth. Let's see. It's some movie called The Wandering Earth. Okay, no, I'm not. That must not be what I'm looking at. Cause oh, it's domestic. I'm sorry. 
So just uh, domestic. What did you say was the second grossest movie, highest grossest movie of 2019? Oh, well, domestic, it's How to Train a Dragon. My so, list says it's us. Oh. 163 mil. Maybe that's domestic because I'm seeing us grossed um, $235 million worldwide. So okay. maybe that's just. Yeah, well, my I mean, list maybe, says it's supposed to be domestic. So. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, but no, like, I mean, that's a movie where, I mean, Jordan Peele, he earned the right to his own vehicle, but it started out with a drama. <laughs> it started out with a, a suspense drama that he was able to greenlit, and that set his whole fucking career, you know, to the moon. That's and fucking, cool. um, a, uh, uh, the dude that was in it, um, oh, man. Yeah. Fucking um, um um um, see now you got me forgetting his freaking name. David uh, uh, Kalua, David Kalua. Yes. And, Are you talking um, about the dude I, from? You're talking about the dude from um. Get out, Daniel get out. Kalua. I said, okay, I said, Dan, I said David. It's Daniel. Kalua. I thought you were talking about Winston Duke. Okay. No, uh, but um, Daniel Kalua. I mean that get out. I mean that sparked his career. Um, and this wasn't like a superhero sci-fi, you know, movie, whatever. Um, and this movie only had a budget of four. It only had a budget of four and a half million. It grossed shh, fucking. Buku. Yeah. Buku bucks. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, I think that I think you can definitely find drama and comedy and romantic comedies if you're looking for it so when people say that they're like upset by this industry i mean it really is sort of supply and demand like i mean i'm a person who saw infinity war you know almost a half a dozen times in a movie theater because i thoroughly enjoyed that movie but i'm also the same person who i went to an independent um small theater to watch the Apollo 11 documentary. I went to the same theater, you know, to see like other like small, low budget independent movies that weren't playing in these other, you know, large playing theaters or whatever. So, I mean, I saw, I, I went out to see if Bill Street can talk. Like I was excited when I found out it was in a movie theater. So people who want this type of movies, like they'll be able to find it, but I don't think, I don't think you really get mad for people wanting what they want. I mean, people, I mean, people love these, like people love, like people love comic movies. Like that's just the long and short of it. Like people love Batman. People love Superman. People love Iron Man. Like these are things that people want to continually see. And so to get mad that people want to see them, especially when the movies and the quality of the movies are actually being thoroughly increased by the movie. I just kind of think, it's an old man yelling at the sky at this point. Yeah. So. Get off my lawn, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. So. Okay. No, nah, I'm with you. Totally with you. This kind of grinds my gears when they go that route. Because, like, uh, Andy Greenberg's podcast on uh, The Ringer, uh, whichever one it, whichever one it is, he does the movies and stuff. Um, him and Juliet Lidman's coming to mind. And I feel like she's the one who's like, eh, superhero movies. And it's like, uh, I, I get it that you're not into it or whatever, and that's your choice. But at the same time, you're kind of minimizing the fact that some of these are actually pretty good films and you're not giving it a chance. But I mean, you can look at the reverse side of that too and be like, 
there's plenty of great independent films out there who, that I'll never see because I never hear of them and that she might love. So who knows? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, because even uh, Morgantown, I mean, that's not like um, really the bane of seeing independent films. So that's true. I mean, it, it really depends like where you live. I mean, because even like, I mean, I live in San Antonio and we do have like a specific theater here that just is for small independent film. Nice. Like, I mean, because even like if Bill She Could Talk, like that shit took a minute before it actually came out here. And I'm pretty sure like it came and went. Like, I don't think it was here for like a very long time. Um, so, so yeah. I remember when, uh, I don't think Hustle and Flow came to Morgantown. I know, I know that's completely different, but like for me in 2005, like I was a big deal. It was about this guy trying to come up in the rap game and everything. I was like, I want to watch this movie. And even that, like it was a national release and it had like big name stars in it. But I remember me and my friend Jonathan like seeking it out, like on its release date and weeks after. And I don't think it ever came to Morgantown. I didn't see it until it got on video. So I, th- I thought it did because I, I remember seeing it, but the thing about Morgantown, like they <laughs> do you remember the Biggie movie that came out? Yeah, I think that she, I think that she was only in Morgantown for two weeks. Like literally, oh, wow. it was there. Like it was there for literally two weeks. Like because I, yeah, I, I I waited on the DVD on that one. <laughs> yeah, because I I legit remember it because I because like um it wasn't just me like a bunch of us like we saw like the opening weekend and then like a couple weeks later like I happened just to be at the mall whatever. And like the shit was just gone, so, Damn. so yeah, so <laughs> no, no love for Biggie still. Two episodes in a row, man. Oh, I know the blasphemy. I know. Got to get out of that red state, buddy. Hey, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm in a red state, so I can't even complain. <laughs> yeah, big dog. Why don't you take a look around? <laughs> a lot of white people. Hey, man. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Well, actually, it is here and there, so it's true. Unavoidable. Very true. <laughs> it's unavoidable. But um, now that we've so, uh, discussed our cinema views for like twenty-five minutes, <laughs> not that not mean, that we're out here having a dick sucking contest or anything, like uh, you said earlier. I know I messed it up, but I don't care. It's eleven o'clock at night. I'll say what I want. It's my podcast. Well, I definitely didn't say it was a contest. Now that's a little old. I didn't say there were multiple wrong choice of words. Needed. Wrong yes, choice of words. So while we're talking about this, um, <laughs> I, I have I I definitely turned out that Sixers game. I'm looking at Infinity War in the background. So nice. like another in another two minutes, I'm going to see the strange Thanos battle, which I'm going to be completely engrossed by. Um, but um, you want me to talk for like how long is that? Like ten minutes? You want me to just talk straight and just let you kind of zone out? Is that what you want? Because I'll do oh, it for no, you. I can't. Oh, I can multitask. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you feel like talking for ten minutes, you know, you got to float your own boat. So. Nah, bro. So. I did that enough on the solo episode. So, so <laughs> it, it, we'll we'll make it work. But where do you want to Where do you want to go now with uh, your topics here? All right. So we looked at we looked at in the future, and we saw we discussed a little bit about what we think MCU should do actually going forward, but um. And we talked about, you know, can they really survive without the OG Avengers? But looking at the actual movie itself, so um, you saw the trailer that you think gives too much away. Um, I have not seen that trailer, and I don't think I will be. Not or not. <laughs> and, far, far away. 
and apparently, like, someone tweeted that, like, spoilers are hitting the, the TL already. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, so I'm definitely... So I'm definitely trying to avoid that, but um, but what are your predictions or expectations for Endgame? Because I'm not gonna really expound. I'm gonna let you expound, but I think it's gonna be probably the boldest movie that they try to do, as far as you know, just sort of telling the story and the action, whatever. But what do you think that like um, uh, what do you think that they're gonna try to do in Endgame? What do you what are your predictions for or your expectations for it? I really I, hope that they don't go back to the future or they don't try to go back in time to reverse things to ultimately win the day. I feel like, even though ultimately maybe that's the only way they can kind of reverse things, but I feel like if there's some way for them to reverse the effects of the snap, that's what I would prefer them do. I It has to have grave consequences, though. Like I don't want it to just be like, hey, everybody's back. And let's all jump Thanos now, and then we'll beat him, and we'll all live to see the next movies. And Cap's gonna, uh, and then Cap's gonna retire and everything. Like, there there has to be consequences in this film, and there's consequences in the previous film of them not getting the job done. There has to be consequences of them winning the day too. There's got to be a major death. I wanted to be Tony. I've wanted it to be Tony. I feel like, uh, as a wrestling fan, when you retire as a wrestler. One of the things you always do is you're you're supposed to go out on your back. Kurt Angle did that very thing at WrestleMania 35 where he lost his farewell match. Um, there's Ric Flair did the same thing against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. There's been years and years of this tradition where the wrestler goes out on his back and then he retires. He's done. Tony gave us this universe. His film in 2008 birthed the whole MCU movement. Essentially, Robert Downey Jr. is the face of the franchise. If anything, I feel like Tony needs to gracefully bow out. I don't, I, I, it's going to be painful for me. I love Tony. I loved Robert Downey Jr. as Tony. His um, portrayal of Iron Man has meant a lot to me over the years. Um, but ultimately, I would like to see Tony either sacrifice himself or ultimately not make it out. Um, sorry, Pepper. Sorry, Happy. Um, but I, I just need this movie to have some kind of weight. I don't want to see Cap die. I feel like Cap is the easy, obvious answer that Cap's going to die because of Chris Evans being done and all him saying he's been done for like eighteen months or so now. Um, I just feel like Cap dying would be an easy out as on characters it would be for Cap. I, I just don't want it to come down to that. And then there's just going to be some there's going to be some people that don't come back from the snap. Now, unfortunately, because of Disney Plus, um, shit. Did you look at the Disney Plus shows? <laughs> um, I did not. I just saw like the the Mandalorian or some shit like that for okay. Star Wars. I didn't look to I'm, if you haven't seen any of the Disney Plus shows they announced that Mar- that's related to Marvel, I'm just going to skip them because they they kind of go into Endgame. And so whatever, we're just going to skip that whole part. Um, it, it just, uh, the main, uh, get back to my main point. Some people are, shouldn't survive coming back from the snap or they just have to sacrifice themselves coming back from the snap. And whether that be, I don't know if it would be Ant-Man would be the guy to do it. I feel like you could get another Ant-Man film. 
Um, if you're thinking monetary-wise, I don't think you want it to be him. Spider-Man obviously has his film coming out. Coogler's coming back for Black Panther 2, so T'Challa's coming back. But there's still a whole lot of people that's not going back. Ultimately, I think Sam Jackson is done after this movie. I think this will be his last Avengers movie, if he's even in it. I feel like, um, and, and I mean present day, um, there may be a flashback or something, but ultimately I feel like they won't be able to bring Fury back. And I think that'll be a, a huge def definite um like a blow to all the fans and everything that again fury's been there since the end of iron man um one i i just feel like the heroes won today thanos will ultimately be defeated and i i just hope that they pull it off in a way where sacrifices have been made but then i also hope that they don't take the easy way out and say, oh, look, Shuri built a time machine right before the snap. Let's all hop into that and then stop Thanos from getting uh, one of the stones back in the day. And we'll bring everybody that, back that way. And then we'll have a final battle. Like, uh, don't make it so cut and dry. Like, make them work for it. And time travel, as much as I love the time travel trope, because I'm one of the biggest Back to the Future fans there is, it's just, it's it's a worn out cliche. There's got to be a better way to move the plot along in Endgame rather than just being a time travel issue. I mean, but the thing is, I mean, I mean, <laughs> if they don't it's like... It's like the only way, I know. I get it. Yeah, I mean, that's... Unless you can just, like, go forward. That was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So, you really think that they would be satisfied with having just half of the population just dead? Because... I don't no, know. I, I just, I just no. Can't I mean, see. I feel like they have to. There has to be a way to reverse it. Like, I don't feel like they leave half the population dead. I feel like they have to be able to bring back most of the population. I'm talking about from the superheroes that were that ashed out in Infinity War. I'm talking about some of them don't make it back. I totally feel like they need to bring back the rest of the population because that's just weird. Be like, hey, remember that thing that happened in 2018? Yeah, I miss my grandma. Yeah, I miss my sister. You know, th- I don't want them to be doing that all the time because they got ashed out. Like, I-, I want them to return the population. It's just, I feel like that there's some heroes that can't, they-, they just can't bring back for some reason. And same with people, but I want most of the people brought back. No, I mean, I think they're going to, I think they are going to have to go back and. You think they're going to undo everything? Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they're going to undo everything. Um, I think that's the whole purpose of going to the Quantum Realm and Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I mean, sure, he's dead, apparently. So um, that's. Bullshit. You know, I mean, oh, they showed her in the trailer? No, 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 no. I was saying it's bullshit that Sherry's dead. I, I don't appreciate that. I feel like you would want to try to keep one of the smarter minds alive on Earth, but I get it makes the stakes higher without her there. I mean, I mean, they still have Tony and Bruce, but um, but yeah, so... Bruce and his hawk hawk reptile deficiency. <laughs> but but yeah, so I don't know. Like yeah, I think they are gonna eventually have to go back in time. Um, I think it Doesn't is that feel easy. cheap though? Like, is that is that ultimately a resolution you'd be okay with? Are they just like, all right, let's go back in time and fix things? If that's ultimately what they come up with, like, let's say an hour and twenty five minutes in, and they're just like, we're just going to go back in time and figure it out. Like, wouldn't you feel a little cheap if that's ultimately the answer? 
I mean, if you think the answer is cheap because you know what it is, I mean, that's something that's, I guess, unavoidable. But at the same time, like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I was a person who didn't think that Thanos would get all the stones and, and you know, do the actual snaps. So. Oh, shit. You didn't think Thanos would do it. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you remember that, if you look back at the original episode that we did before Infinity War, like, um, I, I'm pretty sure I only said that he'd get only like half the stones and then this movie would really be about, you know, not killing everyone. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that, um, I mean, yeah, I think just because we know what's going to happen doesn't mean, doesn't make it any, you know, cheaper. Um, yeah, I might just be moody. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's got to be done no, right. Some people, I mean, some people do subscribe to the same thing that you feel like because we can sort of like because we know what would happen at the end of Endgame, like when we left the end of Infinity War. I mean, some people kind of took that as being, I guess, cheap or whatever. But at the same time, I mean, they still have to pull it off. Like they still have to. You know, figure out how they actually want to do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and as far as like your whole sacrifice, like we still don't know. Like, okay, let's say they go back in time or whatever, they still have to fight Thanos again, and so we still don't know like who's actually going to survive that battle. So yeah, it could be true. a situation where they go back and Thor's clapped early, or you uh. know, Thor and Hulk are both clapped and. You don't know what's going to happen, so just because we can, just we can sort of see what potentially will happen, doesn't mean that doesn't mean it cheapens the experience anymore. What's so. at, what I think they may go for visually, even if it's not ultimately killing like the other Avengers, like the OG Avengers that are still around. I think they may go for the visual of Thor and Cap and Iron Man taking on Thanos by themselves at some point. And just being the three of them trying to take them down and them just getting their asses whooped for a few minutes or something. I could definitely see that visual being in there because they were the original three, of course, that spawned everything. And for them to be fighting the final the final boss um, in the in uh, the MCU right now, I think that'd be a pretty crazy moment if they uh, go for that. It'd be kind of like in OG Avengers when the three of them meet in the forest the first time and they're all fighting each other. And they just kind of, it's real cool to just see them link up and they're all on screen together. And they decide, hey, we're going to beat the shit out of each other because we don't know who the hell we are. Um, I feel like it might be a kind of callback to that. I think that might be kind of cool. Whether it works, that's a whole different story. But I think I'd be cool seeing that happen. I mean, I think there's going to be a visual of the OG Avengers signing up to Thanos. I mean, but like Ronan and... Black Widow, I mean, they obviously can't fight Thanos, so... Right, really there's no chance. That. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, and also, I mean, honestly, I mean, because Captain Marvel is going to be in this new movie, I mean, she's literally the only one who probably could beat Thanos by herself, so what if she get clapped out the paint super early? I mean... Oh, wow, that, actually, that'd be ballsy. That's what I'm saying, like, that... I mean, because we, we've seen Captain Marvel, and, like, this is a woman who can fly in outer space. She can shoot niggas with her cooch. Like, it's, like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. like, the, <laughs> like, you know, she has all the power that can defeat basically anyone. 
So, I mean, <laughs> <You're stupid. laughs> so, so, I oh, mean, wow. that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, what if they do some shit like they did with, 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 um, with the Hulk? Like, they get them in a, like a battle for 15 minutes, just opening a movie. Then all of a sudden, bam, she clapped out the paint. Now niggas is like, what the fuck do we want to do now? Like, I think a move like that would actually be cooler because I mean because in all honesty I mean Captain Marvel was kind of a cheat like like you know she is an affinity stone with blonde hair so right. you know people are expecting her to kill Thanos or whatever but I think I mean that really should be sort of something that the OG Avengers last thing and I do think I don't know I'm I'm getting the feeling that I think you know what Tony's arc really is about self-sacrifice. It really but is. I think because he's going to have a kid, like, I don't think they're really going to take him out the paint. And so... I, just, I want so, him to have a happy ending, man, but I, I don't know. I think I yeah. think they're going to give Cap the ultimate... I, I mean, I think there's going to be multiple deaths, but I think out of the original, original five or six, there's going to be... I think Cap's going to be the one who doesn't make it out. I, I personally wanted to be Tony because I want to see Tony go down like that and go out fighting, but Tony's probably going to get his happy ending with Pepper. But Cap can never truly be happy, honestly. He's a man out of time, regardless. All his friends have, have died that were left. He's been frozen in ice. He, I mean, he's tried to kind of bend, to get used to the day and age and everything. But ultimately, man, Cap's not even supposed to be alive anymore. So I think that would be the natural selection to go with be Cap. Sorry, sorry, Eric. I know that's your guy, but Cap is ultimately the guy who deserves to kind of have a happy ending, and you know, I mean, you know, just kind of not be stuck out of time anymore. Even if it ends up sacrificing himself to ultimately kill Thanos, like that, I could live with that too. Yeah, because I kind of think that I think the tale is for Robert Downey to get clapped, but I think he's gonna. I just have a feeling like he's going to survive, um, but I think that is going to be Cap, the one that is going to be out the paint. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, hell, I mean, I think even like Thor, like I think maybe they get Thor out the paint too. Um, I still think Loki survived. Like, I still think Loki is going to pop up in some way. In oh yeah. Uh, not surprising me at all. Yeah. Um, I actually, I wonder if they'll be ballsy enough to go the route where um, Thanos literally kills everybody. I mean, not permanently. There would have to be someone standing who ultimately can bring everything kind of back full circle. But that visual alone, if he actually just literally defeated everybody and he's standing over all their bodies and there's no one left, so it seems, that can stop him. And then it all, and then somehow the tide has turned like very last second. I think that would be a hell of a visual too to see them standing over their bodies like that. So I don't know if they had the balls to do that story wise or if it would even make sense, but um, it, it'd be pretty cool to see on screen, I think. Hold up. Yo, what up, though? It's your boy Miles. I'm a dead prowler. Now, if there's anything I have to promote to you other than myself, I'm gonna tell you, it's the podcast Talk Black to me. It's great. People who host it, talk to them, know them. Real good people. 
real people, nothing fake. It's pro-black. And if anybody know anything about me, if I'm anything, it's pro-black. To get your mind correct, check out Talk Black to me. And if you don't, you're probably a Trump supporter. <laughs> Be here, check it out. It's on Anchor, iTunes, anywhere else you can find awesome podcasts. And I wouldn't lie, because my name is Miles Amadeus Power, and they're check clear. Peace. Yeah, man. I Like I said, I think this is a movie where they can literally risk in, to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they can... I mean, there's, <laughs> there's like not a single movie where we've seen sex. Like they can literally like have people just boning in the middle of a fight scene. <laughs> like, um, but nah, man. Like I, I do think that this is really the movie for taking those like real sort of artistic risk with the with the actual film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do hope that they really do that. Um, I hope that they. I hope we really do. I hope there's not a moment where we can actually see what's going to happen to like the very end. Like, I hope there's no tales. Like, I hope there's no like wink, wink, nudge, nudge type of moments where we, oh yeah, this is going to happen in, in 40 minutes. I already know what's going to happen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I want to yeah. be on the edge of my seat like I was during Infinity War. There was not a moment in Infinity War where I was, there, there was no time to to take a break for yourself. You couldn't collect your thoughts because that shit was moving from out the gate. Like other MCU movies, there's like little lapses and stuff where you can kind of see what's going on and they kind of collect themselves. Like, like they're in the Avengers when they all were not a team and everything. And then Coulson is murdered. So that brings them back together. And then in age of Ultron, they all recap, they all regroup back at a Hawkeye's house and they're not a team. And then Fury shows up and then it's like, okay, we're a team again. Let's figure this out. And like, Infinity War gave you none of that. And I don't want um, Endgame to give us any of that either. I want this shit to move the whole time. I don't care if it's three hours. I want this shit to be going for the moment that the opening credit hits and we see the Marvel logo up until the very last, uh, until that final music hits. How gnarly would it be if, like, Wolverine just popped up in this fucking movie? I... I have my suspensions, suspensions. I have my suspicions that <laughs> if anyone showed up, my suspensions, yeah. Um, that maybe if there was a time to cross over a certain character, it would be this. I don't think they'll go Deadpool because that would be easy to do. Ryan Reynolds is probably like, like sign me up the moment that the Disney deal went through. Um, but if we got one more Hugh Jack, man, and no pun intended on that, if we got one more Hugh Jack before they recast him for whatever Marvel's going to do down the line somehow and have him involved in this battle, like, I don't even know how you would explain that shit, but just to see him come through with the squad, man, that would be fucking phenomenal. Yeah, man. See, um, Professor X roll up in the deluxe wheelchair. With the spinning rims. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Like, I think this is a movie to take that risk. And I mean, they're, I mean, I think we all know that um, they are going to eventually, you know, get the X-Men into these phases incorporated. So, I mean, I think there is going to be a pop-up in somehow where 
because um, I mean, even when even when we knew um, Spider Man was going to pop up in Civil War, like um, the funny thing is, I think they shouldn't even that shouldn't even even been like a tell. Like they should let it just sit in the movie. Um, they shouldn't have advertised that at all. But um, yeah, but, but yeah, if they have someone pop up from like the X Men universe in this movie, like that'd be like that'd be pretty fucking gnarly. That that would be awesome, and it. it I mean, especially especially because we already got the end of Logan's story, and then for Hugh Jack to come back for just one thing to suddenly be a part of this universe and kind of say that the X Men are here. And the I mean the consummate when you think movie X Men you think Hugh Jackman and Wolverine to see him be a part of this battle out of nowhere it. Oh man, it sends chills up my spine. I really hope they don't try to do something weird and decide to bring Fantastic Four into this out of nowhere. That'd be really dumb. No um, one wants to see Fantastic Four do anything. No, because <laughs> it. I feel like that it just wouldn't work. And like comic book fans were like, "Yeah, I know those guys." Even if Marvel absolutely nailed all four of them and had them be an integral part of the movie, it'd be super difficult to sell considering they got two mediocre movies and one really horrible movie um, under their belt. So it wouldn't be the right move to bring them in. I feel like that'd be better suited for Disney plus if anything, but God, I want Wolverine this movie. I completely forgot that I wanted that. So you brought it up. (laughs) I mean, I want Wolverine for any movie. So, so yeah. (laughs) So any, any Moonlight sequel Wolverine can be greatly a part of and it'd be very beneficial. Absolutely. <sighs> Moonlight sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey man, I'm pretty sure Wolverine, I'm pretty sure Wolverine and Nightcrawler got a pop in. They just didn't want to tell anybody. That is a whole nother episode. So uh, let's put that in archives and we can talk about Wolverine and Nightcrawler's dating history on another episode of Ivan Nation. <laughs> We're about free love on this side, man. Hey, we are. We absolutely are. I can't even lie. (laughs) Thanos just did a snap. Ah. Damn it, Thanos. Uh, Asshole. So, yeah, man. Um, So, it's pretty safe to say that we have high expectations for... um, Endgame, but is it fair to say also that even with our high expectations for Endgame, we're still on the fence of the future for for Marvel? Yeah, oh yeah. Definitely on the fit fence because they they kinda they really need to start from scratch. They have a couple sequels that they that they can they still got coming. They got Black Panther 2, they got the Spider-Man joint about to come out. Guardians 3 is back on because they got gun back in the fold, thank God. Um, and oh, then oh, let's 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 talk about that. Let's okay. talk about how these niggas pump fake Disney and Disney took the cake. Like, can you? That's fucking amazing. And I don't know if it's amazing in a good way or in a bad way, but okay, these fools literally was like Dave fucking Batista. <laughs> he really approached these niggas like they was Vince McMahon <laughs> and he pumped them like 
I I really cannot believe that James Gunn got hired back. Like it wasn't just him though. It was like the whole main it cast. Was like yeah, like I don't know about Bradley Cooper or, or Vin Diesel, but I know for sure that uh Pratt came out and said something. Uh, Zoe said something, and Batista all said something about uh about Gunn being fired. And Batista was adamant. He's like, if he ain't doing this movie, I'm not in it. And you can't lose Drax. You can't just recast. I mean, you were able to do that shit with Rhodey, um, with uh, Terrence Howard for um, Cheadle. But you're not going to be able to pull that shit off in 2019, 2020 for Drax. It's not going to be the same, and it's not going to work. I, I just can't believe they actually made that shit work. And so... I know, I'm just dumb, man. I'm dumb. It and you know what else helped that that DC was like, why don't you come do our Suicide Squad sequel slash soft reboot? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll come do that. And then Marvel's like, oh, ho, ho, wait, 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 <laughs> he, you're gonna go do what? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna go work for DC since y'all fired me. And they're like, uh, we don't like that. And he's like, well, you fired me. And then it's like, well. None of the actors want to work with another director, and we can't have you going and making another Guardians for DC, essentially, with Suicide Squad. So how about after you wrap that up, you come on back and work for us? That, that's what really did it was DC. If DC hadn't got him for Suicide Squad, I really don't think he's working back for Marvel again. Maybe, man, but I mean, that's that little G-check. Like, like mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And shit, man. I mean, because the funny thing is, like, it wasn't even a good hill to die on. Like, it wasn't like it was like he said some shit that was like, <sighs> oh my god, it wasn't even like he was something that was even worth defending. If you're thinking about it for real, like, he said some real ignorant shit. He apologized about it, but then. I don't know, man. It's I think the situation is super weird because I do think Disney overreacted, but we've like if you know like Disney and like ESPN and like ABC, like we know that this is a very conservative company. And so everyone literally knows that this is legit the most conservative sort of movie entertainment thing you can be a part of. So saying something like that edgy, that by the way wasn't even funny. So saying something that edgy, like getting dug up, like of course like that could get you clapped. And so these people took a stand for a person who I don't even know even the right if deserved it was even the right word, but they still stood up for him and Disney really backed away, which I don't even know what kind of message that really sends because, like I said, like this wasn't a guy who was saying that, like, you know, marriage equality is, is a good thing or, uh, you know, homeless people need work. Like, he wasn't saying anything worth defending. Like, he made shitty jokes and he got called right. out for being insensitive. And so, a part of me definitely feels like this is kind of I don't know if it's just sort of white people setting up for the right to do white things or whatever. <laughs> but 
But it was just sort of strange that like this is a hill they all chose to die on, and yeah. instead of instead of Disney killing them, they let them live, and so and, and so I, I don't know, man. I think I think it's it's pretty strange that that was something that they chose to. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever they fired him, like I wasn't necessarily surprised, but when they did the pivot, like that was super surprising. That was more surprising than the actual firing, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, I was I was shocked too, man. Because, but honestly, though, it, it it all comes down to the money, man. Because Guardians three, like without James Gunn, that movie's easily put off. Let's see. He got fired like last. What was that last year? It was 2018 when he got fired. So, and I think it was on docket, and they haven't even announced it. I feel like Guardians three would have been to at least 2021. So, Guardians Volume three without James Gunn and them having to, I think he was writing the movies too. Besides his directing, don't quote me on that. But without his influence and and say over that movie, they would have had to go and find someone else, and then. If they lost actors, recast people, remove people. I mean, we're probably that probably throws Guardians off until like maybe even 2024, to be completely honest with you, to, if they're going to do it right. And to take them out of the equation, especially with as hot as they are, and just kill all the momentum. It's just like if it's almost like it's almost like it's easier. In this case, it was easier to just pay off the family to shut the kid up versus fighting the accusations in court to bring up that subject again. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... That's the perfect yeah. analogy for it. But, I don't know, man. Like, they, um... It's definitely weird, though. It is, yeah. And I, I do think the Suicide Squad thing had a lot to do with it. I feel like Disney's investors went in, like, Look how much money that Guardians 1 and Guardians Volume 2 made. And look how much money Suicide Squad did without him. Now imagine him on Suicide Squad for the distinguished competition. What's, it's your move. And they're kind of like, fuck, we ain't got a choice. I mean, another analogy, I guess, would be, I mean, like Boogie Cousins getting signed to the Warriors. Like, I mean, it was a piece that, Maybe they didn't need, but it was such like it was more about keeping them from the competition than it was about actually keeping them in a sense. Because, oh, maybe not. I mean, because I mean, people still, I think, even critically, even though Guardians 2 was like less than the first one, I mean, it still outgained it as right. far as like cash wise or whatever. Um, so. So yeah, man. Um, oof, that was just a strange situation, man. But it's wild, I know. Man. Yeah, man. I I may not have to give them my money for that. Like I like I really may just have to bootleg Guardians Three and just keep it moving. I I can't I can't give money to that shit. <laughs> I can't. Man. I just can't. I'm gonna go see Guardians Three. <laughs> I 100% go go see Guardians 3. I don't know. I mean, the second one wasn't even... second one was very mid. Okay, so what, what was better, Guardians 3 or Captain Marvel? Uh, Guardians 2 was better Ooh. than Captain Marvel. Ooh. Uh, 
Oh, oh really? Do you think <laughs> do you think Guardians Two was that bad? I, was, uh, I thought you were pretty mid on Captain Marvel, but then you're just like roll Guardians under the bus. Oh, I'm very mid on Captain Marvel, so I think I think Captain Marvel is probably like a seven and a half out of ten. Okay, um, but I. I think Guardians 2 is probably like a, I mean, well, maybe it's like a seven and a half, two, but, um, uh, uh, when's the last time you watched volume two? I've only watched volume two once and that was like two years ago. Maybe you need to fire up volume two again, just to see if it's still as mid as you thought it was initially. Maybe you need to rewatch volume two. Like I got to rewatch Captain Marvel, see if you feel anything different. I mean, there were stretches in it that I thought was pretty well done. Um, I think that the 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 whistle dude—I um, forget Zan- his name—Zandu. Zan- yeah, he was like really good in it. Um, yeah, Michael Rooker was really good. Um, but nah, I don't need to watch that shit again. <laughs> maybe I will one day. Maybe I won't. <laughs> But um, no, I I thought it was kind of I thought it was like decent. Like um, I mean, I think it was I think it was better than what I think people were saying. But Yandu, I said Zandu. Yandu was his name. Damn. Zippity doo dah. Michael Brooker's but, gonna come beat my ass now. But no, like I mean, that's where my Twitter quote comes from. So my Twitter bio comes from. Mm-hmm. But um. But no, I think that um, I think it was better than what people let on. But I still think it wasn't. I don't think it was necessarily something that I was going to like revisit. So I, I never had inkling to watch it again, and I, I definitely don't now. So okay. Um, I think if Guardians Three comes out and I'm getting ready to bootleg it, maybe I'll watch it again. <laughs> but, um, so just but, to be clear, with with Guardians now with them pivoting back to hiring James Gunn. Is it because Disney pivoted back to hiring James Gunn after he said the shit he said? Or is it James Gunn just by himself? You're just completely turned off on him now? Um I mean I feel like those jokes were like a very white man jokes. Yeah. And so I feel like Batista and uh Chris Pratt. The do- the doughy Chris Chris Pratt, I feel like they were basically defending his right to be a white man, so <laughs> that doesn't—that's not very satisfactory. <laughs> okay, but but at the same time, I mean, because I even saw some of the jokes, and it was just like, like, like why, like they're just bad. Why? And so I, but I wasn't like super offended to where I would like call for his job or whatever, but it was just sort of like. It was just I recognize why Disney fired him, even though I wasn't calling for him to be fired or whatever. Right. Um, now, some people, I guess, some people thought that it's like cancel culture run amok, which, I mean, I guess you can make the argument for it. Um, but but at the same time, I mean, I mean, it's just white men doing silly white things. So, so That's exactly I was, what it is. So yeah, like, I'm not like a, I'm definitely not a cancel James Gunn guy, um, but I think because Guardian Two was very mid, and 
you know, I think mostly because of that, and most because I don't necessarily like Chris Pratt. Uh, I think Chris Pratt, um, Chris Pratt, um, I, that may be a Freudian slip, but um, I, I think Chris, I think so. I think Chris Pratt is not necessarily that good of an actor, honestly. Like, I think the things he does well is try to be like this sort of cheesy fat guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he tries to be like a cheesy fat guy. I think that um I think that when whenever he dropped the weight in like the first Guardians, then he tried to shift himself into like a a do-gooder hero. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, before I watched Game of Thrones last night, for some fucking reason I watched uh, Jurassic Park Lost Kingdom. <laughs> oh man, you were bored. <laughs> I, I, was, go, I haven't gone near either one of those movies. That movie was fucking. It was a. It was a bad. It was a good bad movie. Like okay. it was totally bad, but there mm-hmm. were just parts where I like couldn't like stop watching. But I don't think he's a good actor. You know, honestly, like I think his whole thing is like I'm gonna say something that's mildly witting and like halfway cute, and then I'm just gonna like make a oh what was me face. Yeah. And then, like, I'll keep it moving. Um, Anybody who may, like, I mean, I feel bad for Bryce Dallas, um, Dallas Harper, Howard in that movie because I love her in that Black Mirror episode, Nosedive, and and he just, uh But, but I, I'm with you on Chris Pratt, though, because um, I really do feel like for years he was he was just Andy, Andy on uh, Parks and Rec. He got cut for Guardians. All of a sudden, he's getting all these roles. It went immediately to his head. Um, he broke up his marriage. He remarried immediately after. And he just keeps saying dumb shit in the press like all the time. And I completely agree with you that he is he plays the exact same role every time. He's not bringing anything new to the table. And Star-Lord is, being, is literally written for him, you know? So it's not like it's um, a stretch from the playing of those um Characters or anything like that. Uh, I'm not a fan of Chris Pratt either, though. Yeah, and so while I think the first Guardians, I think he sort of maxed out like what he actually could do, mm-hmm. and so the first Guardian was a really good movie. But basically, everything he's done since Guardians is basically, I'm going to try to be Indiana Jones, but not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's basically all he's trying to do, whatever. Gotcha. Um, and so even that woman, like uh, his opposite that's in the Jurassic Park movies, like they don't give her anything interesting to do. No. Like those like those movies know. are those movies are completely terribly written. Um so so yeah. And so part of the reason why I'm not on three is because like I said, like I don't think that um I don't think Chris Pratt is an actor that is worth it having attention given to, to be completely honest. Like, like um, I know people that like Parks and Rec, and they said, like, he's, like, really good in it or whatever. And he is. Uh, because I guess he's, like, I guess from the things that I've seen him in it, like, he's supposed to be, like, like a sweet, caring, funny guy, which, I mean... In a, dumb, a dumbass. Yeah, and so, like, in a, in a dumb way or whatever... Which is like, I mean, okay, but can you be something more than just that, like, 
So basically, like in these movies, he's basically the same character, but he lost weight and is wearing tired clothes. So (laughs) are you going to do that in every movie that you play from here until Hollywood gets tired of you? Because I don't think that's really worth something to keep watching. Like, um, like. I don't I don't like actors that are basically gonna do the same thing in every movie, but just with a different hairstyle. Like I'm not necessarily here for that. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Yeah, but I'm I'm probably gonna go see Guardians Volume 3, so I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, man. You when we're on episode 362, the world's greatest podcast. Oh, speaking of actors that are gonna basically playing the same roles every time. Batista's mm-hmm. definitely Batista's definitely falling into that category because oh yeah he has a he has a new movie uh, Stuber oh well you saw WrestleMania so you saw the yeah the I saw the, the ad for it yeah so he's basically just gonna be like a a big dumb funny guy now so that's his thing so, man he so, he was oh, some yeah. of the best lines in Volume Two for me he had all the funny things to say so. Um, so, <laughs> so it's just funny how both of these dudes are basically going to be doing the same thing for like the next decade. So, <laughs> and Batista's almost fifty. So, yeah, we'll see how much longer his his reign lasts. But he has another movie coming out too, some spy movie, and there's a kid in it. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, oh, but he's no. playing himself, so don't worry. He's not stretching his limits or anything like that. Oh, we wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my not God. at all. So, I mean, that goes back to really what we were talking about: how the quality of just acting for the original trilogy is going to be very hard to replicate. Because you can make the argument that Guardians, outside of the Infinity War movies, Guardians was probably the most popular of the MCU movies. Yeah, but I mean, we're we're talking about two of the three. We're talking about two of the actors that led the movie. We're talking about the shitty actors, like Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and Rob Down Jr. They're not shitty actors; like they're very good at acting. And so they are. So I mean, <laughs> like so, just I mean, think I mean, about I mean, the scene in Civil War when Tony figures out everything, and him and Cap are like about to square up and them and Winter Soldier and Cap have that huge fight, man. And just, just the Cap and Evans and no screw Cap and Iron Man. Evans and Downey Jr. Have such a scene right there with all that tension in that room and everything coming to a head of everything that happened over the past few weeks in civil war. And it just comes together in that room, man. It's just, it's an incredible, incredibly acted scene before you even get to any of the CGI fight and everything else. It, it's, it, there's definitely chops in these movies at times, and they're going to continue to need that from somewhere. Yeah, man, because it's um, I don't know how it's going to come from a raccoon, <laughs> an animated raccoon, um, but. But yeah, man. I mean, uh, Chadwick Boseman, like, he's a great actor. Um, Tom Holland, like, he's proving himself. Like, I mean, he's definitely probably the best Peter Parker of all time already, and he's only been in three movies. But um, but but what's gonna be beyond just those two individuals? So that's yeah, that's still definitely a wait and see moment. 
they they got a lot of leg work to do for the second for the for the next couple years, but in game is the end all be all right now, man. So did we cover all the topics for in game now? Uh we did. Um we absolutely sure the fuck did. Nice. Um, are there any we talked a little bit about like what you hope they would accomplish, but um just one more sort of closing thought on what you yeah. think um, what you would like to see at least from in game and what you sort of hope they can accomplish. <sighs> I all right. Here's a hot take. I'm gonna be sad to see Thanos go because Thanos is incredible. He's the reason why he's the star of Infinity War, hands down. Josh Brolin, another great actor. Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin is another great actor. Ultimately, he has to go for everything to continue the way it was, or slightly different than it was however it all ends i'll be sad to see thanos go but what do i want to see the most in this movie (sighs) you know what i'm most excited to see as long as tony makes it back from from space i'm most excited to see tony and cap in the room with each other again because honestly they haven't been they haven't seen each other is that final fight in Civil War. So once they come together and they start talking shit on each other and start sorting out their shit, and then you know they gotta get down to business, when you see those two get on screen together, and if Marvel robs me of this somehow, I'll be very upset. Despite my fact despite me thinking Tony needs to die. Um, don't I don't take that away from me. I need that final cap and Tony moment where they come together and bust each other's balls before they go into this final battle. That is gonna make me that's probably when I see that on screen. That's what I want to see the most. I I cannot wait to see them two get back in a room together and get back on the same page finally. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I'm definitely most forward to looking to them fighting back to back again. Um, I think that is going to be some really good action that they actually get off. Um, I think that probably is like the. And also, I think like I think another thing I'm really interested in is seeing how they pull off. I think how they pull off everything, like how they pull off like if they do go back in time or not, or you know if they do the quantum realm or like them in space. Like um, I do see how they actually pull everything together. So, so like I said, man, I have the two the two tickets. I'm seeing in like um at like seven o'clock on Thursday night. So, and I'm seeing like. Month, Saturday morning at ten thirty in the morning. So I'm definitely going to be out there, man. Um, do you know when you're going to try to get your ticket, or do you know? Are you going to try to just go there, like, and try to cop? I'm not, I'm just going to. It's not even try to cop. I'm, I'm going to go there and watch the movie. I'll, I'll be severely disappointed if I can't get into the movie. If I actually go opening night, um, that's going to be that's going to be a fight. Um, but I'm ready for it. I'm here. I've been here since most of these people are jumping in the bandwagon. Like, I want to go see the new Mar- Avengers movie. It's like, bitch, I've been here since 2008. Where you been? Um, I so, mean, why don't you try just buying the ticket like right now? <laughs> man, stop worrying so much. Damn. Um, but, I mean, if I know for sure I'm going to be able to go open tonight, I will buy a ticket ahead of time, Marcus. 
Um, you you trying to sneak into a, a movie that you can't sneak into? Like I'm, I already I'm not know trying this to end. sneak into Endgame, man. I've never snuck into a movie in my life. All right, so do you go to to the mall or do you go to like um? It's got to be Regal now, man, because the I, I like the mall. I mean, I, I had, I mean, I was a mall guy for forever, but Regal's really stepped their game up around here recently. So it's got to be Regal that I go to, and that's where I that's where I plan on going up to Hollywood, the former Hollywood theater. Because if you, I remember like, like there. Well, I haven't been there in a number of years, but um, because I remember like the quality of the theater wasn't necessarily well, at least the actual screens and stuff like it wasn't even that much better than the mall yeah the quality level is about the same either place um but i have been going to regal more consistently lately um it just just depends i mean shit if if i think i have a better chance of going to amc at the mall then i might do that on it just depends on how it all shakes out but i will when i'm ready to go see that movie marcus i will go see the movie and i will get a ticket and I will be in there, and I'll make sure I hit the group chat so that you know, and you don't have to worry anymore. Okay. God, I'm telling you, man, you better look at these prices, because uh, <laughs> I'm like looking at their, um, I'm looking at their website right now, buddy, and uh, it may be a little bit slow for your boy, man. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> look, you you let the big dog worry about it, okay? All right. <laughs> Oof. I mean, did you say anything you wanted to see in this movie before? uh, Since you keep clowning me about buying a ticket, or is that what you want to you want to see me buy a ticket? Is that what you want to see ultimately at Endgame? Well, I'm I'm looking at the times right now, Kellen. I'll just tell you right now, the only times they have is for six thirty, ten o'clock, and ten thirty. I'll go to ten thirty. Ooh, oh, you want to say it's like 2 o'clock in the morning? Hell, it's in-game, yes. All right. Dude, I'll... listen, you're, you're my last interview that I got lined up because I, I, I had Osti and I had Gerbo. I had Derek, and then we've done two together in the past four weeks. I got my whole week clear next week. I, I'm not scheduling any, any pods, like n- any of these at least. So I got nothing to do other than sleep and edit my regular pods. So by the time Thursday comes, <laughs> I plan on being well-rested, and I will do what I got to do. Right. Well, good luck on your journey, man. Thank um, you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate a little support coming from you instead of all this negativity. So if you go to the, if you go to the 1030, I'll be like halfway through watching it. And so if... um. So when you get out, it's going to probably be... Actually, no, it won't be until 2 o'clock, but it's going to be maybe like 1... If it's oh, no. 3 hours, if yeah, it's a 10.30, it's, it's, it's not going to start till 11. <laughs> it's going to be 2 o'clock by the time I walk out that bitch. Yes, it is. Yeah, it then I got to drive home. Oh, uh, be safe driving, but... Oh, absolutely. Um, if, um... Yeah, man, if I'm still up, you may have to hit me up, man. Like, because... Oh, man, like, we... We definitely are going to chop it up um the end of the end of um uh, uh whenever you first watch it and we you know get the reaction we're gonna chop it up after that um we may we're gonna try to bring on some other 
individuals to chop it up with as well. Yes. So we got we got to make sure these niggas are actually watching it too. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to wait on everybody to see it. We can't bring anybody in who hasn't seen it. So yeah, yeah. Well, all in due time, we we will yeah. get to it. I promise. Yeah, man. So so yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, my expectations, like well, I already said, like I'm. I'm really just excited to see how everything really sort of pans out. Um, I am excited and sad to see Captain America go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, I am, like I said, I am interested to see like what the future holds for the MCU. Um, majority of the movies, even though I did say that, um, I think you know Captain Marvel is a very solid movie. Um, I still think that Marvel has you know they have you know all systems go for my confidence in them as a product and just making movies and so so yeah man like i i don't think it's gonna be a letdown at all i think it's gonna be a really great movie and i can't wait for it same here i, I mean that that's it that's all that's gotta be left to said well left to said that's all that's left to say yeah man what um well, one day we're going to get you to talk about Game of Thrones together. <laughs> Let me get through in game, and then I plan on starting with one, and then I will work, make my way through it, and then there will be a hyphenation Game of Thrones episode. Okay? All right. You're right. All right. I can already hear it in your voice. You're like, episode. Episode. Nigga, we need to do one for season one, season two, season three. Oh, uh, no. See... The thing is, like, if because the show is winding down now, like it's over, right? Yeah, like we, if it was gonna be like a season for a season cap, like we should have did that like years ago. <laughs> but um, but no, like I, um, I think well, the show was really dense, so a multi episode thing would probably be better. But at the same time, like I think um. I mean, should we do three hour pods anyway? So I'm pretty yeah. sure we can get it out of like one pod if you if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I agree. But yes, I w- I do plan on starting. I will get to it. But let me get through the end game here, and then uh, then we'll we'll see what's what. Oh, end game and episode 100. So we'll see what's what after that. And no, I have no idea what I'm doing for episode 100 still. Are you done yet? No, man. I I don't know. I have not a clue. Do you know what you're doing for 99 yet? No. I have ideas. Uh, well, let's kick around the ideas like off of there. We can <laughs> we'll do that. that. So with that said, Marcus, any final thoughts, words of wisdom for, for the people out in hyphenation, hyphen podcast group, podcast land? And I'm just saying podcast a lot now. <laughs> well, for the podcast listeners, um, well, when me and Kellen get together, we, you know, like to chop it up on, you know, stuff that re- that we really fuck with. Like we fuck with music, we fuck with, you know, the the movies, like the comic book movies, and um, Devil Wears Prada. Exactly, which we can definitely. Shit, that could be one hundred. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That is 
You know oh. how mad they'd be at us if we did a three and a half episode on uh, a three and a half hour episode on Devil Wears Prada. Oh, they gotta be grateful. But anyway, hey, I agree. But but no, I mean, actually, that's more to the point that I'm trying to make. I mean, I think a lesson that we can all learn is, I guess, just living in your truth. And so, you know, I'm a guy that I am a big, like I said, I perform a big cinephile, but I'm the type of person like I can watch, you know, solo a Star Wars movie, but then I can do a three hour pod on Devil Wears Prada. And so I'm not, I'm not ashamed of either of those things. And so I don't know. I think unless you can take from us to just sort of embracing your truth and sort of enjoying it and not being ashamed of it. And so obviously you're a person, if you listen to, if you listen this far, like obviously like you're into comics, but I mean, you can be into other things as well and not be ashamed of that. Um, I, you know, I like to write, I like photography. Um, I like video games. Like I like, I just like talking with people, like hanging out. Like, I mean, there's plenty of things you can do for, you know, just for your own sanity, which I definitely think everyone can use (laughs) in this day and age. Um, Amen, so, brother. <clears throat> I advise anyone to just sort of find the thing that you like to do that gives you some reprieve. And as long as it's something that's you know, healthy and it's not going to harm you or harm others, you know, embrace that, learn about it and make it your own. That That's a, that's a very good point, Marcus, because um, for anybody who's been with me for these 90 plus episodes, I have nation. One thing that I pride myself on is none of this shit is connected ever like yeah you're my semi-regular co-host we talk about marvel movies we talk about music um but at the same time when you listen to a regular ass episode of mine like a few weeks ago i was just talking about hustle and flow and how they made this beat together and someone didn't and eric didn't think that shit was possible but then i flipped it over and then i was just talking about uh kofi kingston winning the wwe title um for the first time as the first black okay first um, champion that actually looks like me and not The Rock. So that was a big deal for me. And then I pride myself on the fact that I go all over the place with this stuff. And um, I try to keep it cohesive. I try to make it seamless and make sense. And I feel like I, I kind of have a format and formula that works for me. But I do want to be able to come on here and be like, yo, I just watched this I just watched this uh, rom-com and I didn't want to really watch it, but I watched it and actually enjoyed it. Go watch it. Or I have a kid. I watch all these kids' movies. You're not going to watch a kid's movie if you're a 20-something-year-old um, listening to this pod. But at the same time, if you're like, fuck, there's nothing on Netflix. I've watched Scrubs a hundred times. I watched The Office millions of times. I don't want to watch Infinity War if you're crazy. You might turn on this stupid Hotel Transylvania movie. That's the kind of thing that I'm trying to do is give you all avenues of me. Because there's... I go all kinds of directions. And um, when it when I am by myself on here, um, and even on this pod, me and Marcus uh, had many tangents here where we went off different directions and stuff. And we went, got on James Gunn, uh, who has nothing to do with Endgame other than being a part of the MCU universe with directing. But still, like we went on that. We talked about smaller movies versus big budget movies. Like you just don't ever know where you can go. And if you're not living your truth, and accepting the things that you like and not being afraid to tell people the things you like, then you're not going to be able to live your truth. You're just kind of living your life in the closet, essentially. So um, I, I just going to piggyback off that because that's a solid thing that I 
pride myself on and and it's just a good thing to always remember yeah man so as um you know people in the olden days used to say gotta keep it real <laughs> that's that's the olden days <laughs> that's basically the longest short of it so for myself kellen sometimes be hyphen conley host of the world's greatest podcast still barack obama approved i'll check he still follows me so we're good and then for my semi-regular co-host marcus showing mad love big dog robinson <laughs> this has been hyphenation thank you uh for listening we appreciate it thanks y'all peace listening don't forget to subscribe and comment this has been a hyphen podcast network production they're the bestest i'm getting paid at exposure